1: Arr, grog. Hey everyone! It's the Sideship Podcast, a podcast about the very real world of Ambridge. This is Peter Frickling. I'm here with Kerry and Matthew as usual. Uh, this week, I saw lovely pictures of Kerry and Matthew on Twitter where they when they were about seventeen. I think there was some kind of meme going around. Do you guys want to describe it, or do you want to hear hear my perspective?
2: You say what you thought of it, fair.
1: Kerry, you you looked like a, a very attractive Eastern European male order bride, <laughs> not one who's just going to come over here and do as she's told. I mean, you look like you were going to, you know, really stand your own once you arrived. And Matthew looked like one of Cooler Shaker, hoovering the face <laughs> off some unfortunate uh, um, <laughs> at a at <laughs> a festival. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I've never had that photograph described in such a way. Uh, I, am, I am half Eastern European, so you could be on to something there. But uh, yeah, that, that was the, you had to share a picture from when you were 17 and now. And my, my photo, it was from um, the photo booth in Wakefield's bus station. It's a funny old picture that. I do look quite startled in it. Someone said on Twitter that I look, I was surprised. It, when I was 17 And now I see I look like I know everything
1: To be fair to me So I don't sound too prejudiced It is a sepia tone photo yeah. Sort of black and white sort of photo So I'm not quite the monster That I might have sounded like mm. However I will take I will not apologise In the slightest of my description of Matthews It was absolutely bang on
0: Yes Well I thought Kerry looked a bit like a rich heiress That would be kidnapped oh. by a bank robbing cult And suddenly joins them and uh, turn, turns up with a machine gun storming storming Midland Bank or Bradford and Bingley.
1: Well, exciting times. Um, we just had our first ever podcast technical problem, um, something Kerry and I were very used to in a, a former <laughs> life. I mean, that was quite something. Matthew then had to um, go off and be reprimanded for pot plant mismanagement. <laughs> well um, Kerry and I had some other uh, more technical problems so yeah um, here we are back
2: I think it's good to explain why there was zero reaction to something that Matthew said that was apparently hilarious so yeah I couldn't hear anything
1: Matthew said that you were like an so that can't be the exact words like an alluring exotic heiress and, and, and that my rather crude caricature of an East Euro- Eastern Euro- European mail order bride was unfair okay. So basically, Patty Hearst, I think, as you suggested,
0: Patty Hearst is she always pops up in my um, in my algorithms because it was her her rise to prominence or her kidnapping was the year of my birth.
2: Oh,
0: yeah. So I remember someone got me a "You were born on this year" card about twenty years ago, and it was like the biggest image on the front was Patty Hearst <laughs> holding a machine gun. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing happens to your personality by mistake, does it? <laughs>
1: Maybe this is uh, our Joy. Joy, one of the things that we keep on <laughs> wrestling with is Joy's backstory. Maybe she is the northern exotic heiress
0: who's been forced to move south. I long suspected she was an undercover cop with her eye on Philip, and that's just,
2: that mm. just
1: did
0: not turn out to be true.
1: Yeah. There's definitely some hidden, there's definitely some hidden depths to Joy that I'm looking forward to finding out about.
2: I thought that with the um, multiple pizza boxes that she had. I thought that they, there was a stakeout in her house with the police involvement. I was asking Twitter today how and yesterday how old people thought Joy was. Yeah, I saw that. And it was quite incredible how it ranged from 40s to 70s. So my guess was mid-60s.
1: I thought thought you were too high. I think she's late 50s. I think Rochelle is a is a younger woman's name.
0: She had that conversation about, wasn't it one time she was giving a couple of the young bucks a ride into town and she started referencing nightlife and Shawaddy Waddy yeah. and these kind of things?
2: Yeah, so she's definitely mid to late 50s or early 60s because she's retired, hasn't she? And Rochelle has kids in primary school, I think.
1: slight slight, um side um side conversation that for me was because obviously a lot of these younger characters have been sort of uh retooled they've you know they've gone from they were they they were children then they disappeared into whatever weird um side universe that the 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 teenagers go and live in for five or six years then they came back and um and pip and josh and ben were all going into town to celebrate was it ben's 18th Mm. Mm-hmm. and Pip was a snooty cow to Joy and Ben and Josh really had fun yeah. they, they got into the spirit of it and they joined in they had a good old drink with her and they did that thing that we all do where the older person buys the drinks and gets tolerated by the younger people who sort of like you know have a bit of a laugh with mm. them and that for me really cemented um, the, you know Ben and Josh being the good, the good guys on the farm mm.
2: Yeah, and it really brought out a new level to joy as well, a new warmth exactly, and a yeah. new connection. It was great.
1: She's top five characters for me at the moment. I absolutely
0: adore her.
2: Yeah, she is, but she's why does she keep perving over people? Um, Do
0: you think she does? Not only does she keep perving, why does she have appalling taste in men?
1: But she but she very clearly didn't purve over Tony because she scoffed into because Tony kind of um, made, Tony went to apologize to her about Tom's behavior. And she basically said, well, it's absolutely ridiculous. You're not my type. I'd never go for someone like you anyway. And and, um, and sort of Tony sort of rather sheepishly sort of um, sort of went, oh, yes, of course.
0: Went back to his shed and fondled the, ear, the Earl of St. German's or something like
1: that. <laughs> Made a tiny little Joy Horville to put on his incredibly accurate <laughs> map of the village.
0: Tiny, yeah, yeah. <laughs> along with um, Peggy.
1: Well, he, un- he, said he, he used some solvent to extricate the little tiny hymn from the little tiny Joy that he'd sort of, uh, <laughs> they'd been having his little mini fancy affair. Well, they,
0: they ran the back of the ticket office.
2: <laughs> Actually, I, sh- I shouldn't have used the word perving about the Tony thing, but she, she's slightly perving over Lee, isn't she? Do you
1: think so? I think she's got a better sense of how ridiculous she is than um, than than, yeah. than most people give her credit for.
2: But you know, like, so she's trying to get front row at the um, life drawing class, which is an alfresco life drawing class,
0: which is mental. Yep, of course. Which which somehow Ross is cocking up. I don't know how you you cock up an alfresco drawing class. <laughs>
1: There's a scene in Amadeus where Salieri talks about Mozart's genius and he talks about each instrument coming in and gradually the orchestra building to create a kind of a crescendo of music that the audience it doesn't you know the genius creeps up on you it doesn't it doesn't arrive as bluntly or as mm. a sort of like um as obviously as like Prince or Beethoven and this week for me was like that with how preposterous it was it was the <laughs> it was the archers masterpiece of idiocy just in a Lillian stupid row this alfresco life drawing class David and Ruth's Incredibly crass reaction to their son finding his, you know, true vocation. Yeah. I mean, and I, we could go on. It was, it was, it was a mesmerizingly bad week, and I, I loved it.
2: <laughs> um, there was one episode in particular which was really, really odd. That was Wednesday's last night, as we're recording on a Thursday. The whole, you know, Justin and his metal detector to try and get a photograph from under the ground, which he didn't want anyone to see, which they wouldn't see because it's under the ground. And this, the pen that lights up from Damara. Also, he the, the only tiny little nugget about the photograph was he said it reminds him of a time when he was very, very unhappy.
0: Yeah, I, I thought we were going to get like Jim-liked with yeah. this, except we don't really like Justin anywhere near as much as we like Jim. Um, yeah. And I said last week I thought there was more to come. Do you remember when Lillian first found the photo mm-hmm. and she said look it's you and he said no it's not and then he tried he tried to finger chubby brown she puts it in the capsule he decides to go and dig it up but it seems like this is going to be a vehicle for something completely yeah irrelevant to, to make to make David think they have nudes i don't really understand where they're Well going that was with.
2: very badly done wasn't it i thought the david acting at that point was dire when he was like how how
0: do you not spot david creeping up on you (laughs) (laughs) yeah well you can just you can feel yourself going dizzy because
1: the oxygen levels have just dropped
0: also the amount of wool he's wearing is going to create so much (laughs) static electricity in the air
1: i do feel like the writers and the actors should all have like a kind of the equivalent of a duvet day when they can just kind of call bullshit and say i am not going to do the script editor's just have to be told this is too much. Mm-hmm. I can't write this plausibly. I can't act this plausibly. And, uh, you know, Tim Bentinck, I think, you know, he did the best he could with that absolute crock of yeah. shit. It was awful. it was.
2: I must have to say again, if Justin really, really hates that photograph quite so much, why did he keep it?
1: It's a plot hole within a plot hole within a plot hole. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just it just it sort of go disappears like a, you know, some kind of um, an MC Escher painting. Where does it end? It's
2: awful. Just sometimes they, I think, you know, when they do these daft things, they think that if they stick a Lillian cackle on the end of it, we'll forgive them everything. And it doesn't work like that for me. That makes that's, it work. That's
1: exactly it. You've hit the nail on the head. That anything that can't be saved with, by Lillian slash Sonny Ormond mm. is is desperate, is absolutely desperate. And that's the, the Justin, I mean, the way he dealt with Eddie was appalling. Yeah, um uh, you know kind of like walking up and treating him you know just assuming that eddie was not an equal to be asked a favor but just someone to be sort of you know
0: ed is the help to him mm. isn't he yeah exactly the hired help it was awful
2: eddie managed to charge him 30 quid though didn't he and that was good and then rory um really dealt with justin very very well he led him up the garden path with the map and the shovel didn't he, he said you get on with it and then he done it all wrong and said well if you'd asked me nicely I might have helped you but you didn't didn't did you
1: (laughs) and Lillian backed that up
2: yeah Yeah. so that was fantastic he's not as sort of powerful and intimidating as he likes to think he is but it does beg the question like do Lillian and Justin actually get on they seem to constantly bicker don't they
1: you wouldn't want to be part of a couple that doesn't have a little bit of light teasing going on a few jokes at each other's expense you Mm. know jokes at your shared Inadequacies as well, like you know, that's that that's part of the sort yeah. of the, you know the fun of being in a couple. It's this kind of out and out hostility, where he's kind of like you know, oh, and I've got pictures of you, you know, airtight with the whole front row from the Darlington rugby yeah. team. You know, wouldn't want them to get out. It's it's you know, it's it's horrible. Yeah, he awful.
0: brought the receipts, didn't yeah. he? Like he was yeah. like, yeah, you 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 put a picture of me in a daffodil costume in the time capsule. Well. Look at you with your roots out in the back garden last summer. Sunbathing. This is bizarre. Why? Why do you need Mm. leverage on your partner
1: like that? It's supposed to be, and the other weird thing is, it's supposed to be the light comedic side of the arches. So, you know, it's supposed to be. This is supposed to be the moment where we're going to go. Oh, thank God, a week without. I mean, Alice was only in briefly. I really enjoyed. I think that's why I enjoyed the week so much. It was just a kind of a the eye in the, the center of the storm. After all of the Kirsty plotline, all of the Alice mm. plotline, it was nice to have a silly week, but then also incredibly irritating that it was this preposterous Lillian and Justin
0: thing. There was a bit, I, I felt like the, like you said, Kerry, the bit where Rory kind of um, put Justin in his place, mm. this scene where he was like, sc- seemed like he was like scratching at the ground <laughs> with his bare hands <laughs> while Rory cackled above him. It reminded me, but it's like something out of there will be blood. Rory with a milkshake. Yes, (laughs) yeah. Yeah, Rory with a milkshake. I suck your milkshake, Justin.
1: There
2: were some terrible lines. I thought this week. So when that was happening with Rory, Justin sort of went. You'll hear about this, and it was. You could imagine him like shaking his fist, like it as if he's in a comic.
1: Rory's turning into a very likable character. Yeah. I like, he's well acted he's very well acted and yes he's got some of brian's sort of um it makes complete sense he's he is someone who has all of the entitlement all of the sense of uh um, privilege that someone with his background and said certainly brian's son would have but then being adopted um by jennifer having his mother die all of the public shame of like you know being uh, uh you know having that awkward start to life in ambridge and now you know he doesn't seem to be wrestling with it, but also dealing with you know uh, uh, um, being bisexual in a in a world where that can not always be the simplest mm. path. I, obviously, you know, and I think that, that that really comes across to me. Someone who is you know he, he is quite haughty and privileged, but he he also seems to have, sort of have that extra perspective.
2: Yeah, true. He he's developing well, isn't he?
0: He didn't give a shit. I mean, when Justin showed up, it was almost like they didn't know each other. The way Justin spoke to him mm. and he. Um, he returned in kind, didn't he?
1: Yeah, it's like, hello, young shaver, my lad. you just do exactly as you're told. It's like, you, well, you can get f***ed. I, uh, I have no interest in it He actually yeah.
2: checked himself a bit, Justin, when he spoke to him. I thought, I thought he realised he had to behave a bit differently. He, d- he didn't d- mm. do it differently enough. But, you know, for someone to have to actually consider how they treat and speak to people. That's yeah. telling.
1: Do you think it was? Do you think it was a kind of? A, what, what were you picking up on, Kerry? Was it a sense that Justin was like a, sort of acknowledging that Rory's part of the, the the correct class in the village? That he at least had to be on you know some semblance of good behaviour because obviously he knows Brian and
2: not class. That wasn't what I was thinking. I just thought to get something that I want, I need to behave in a, in oh, a different way. Transactional. Yeah. Um, so very selfishly um, based. Not, not to do with that, I don't think. He was just, oh, hang on a minute, I better be nice here because I, I want him, I need things from him. Yeah, transactional.
1: And did you feel the exact reverse with, with Eddie? Because I, I think Matthew was sort of, Matthew was hinting and I definitely said that, you know, his his behaviour towards Eddie, well, it made me absolutely furious. Yeah,
2: yeah. He was definitely snapping at him as if he was some kind of oik servant.
0: But, you know, I mean, Eddie... Uh, blinded him with science because he said detectorist and justin was like oh what
2: <laughs> but
0: it
1: was the same incredulity he was using when uh, when um uh you know tony was like yeah they're like big trains that are smaller smaller trains <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, what you made them yourself
0: one thing i liked I, I i think there there have been some great things recently that you know remember we said fallon dropped a, um, a bomb on jenny and i thought Rory in this one, there was one thing that really stood out in episode mm. one where he said, you can't dig up the time capsule because it goes against the moral code of the, oh, yes, loved of the, yeah, the project. Oh, I love that. The moral code and went, of the moral capsule. moral code. And he went, you've, you've heard of them, right?
2: <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. The moral code of the capsule. That was brilliant.
0: It reminded me of the, um, do you know, in Indiana Jones and um, Raiders of the Lost Ark, where they're like, they're digging in the wrong place. <laughs> and they get really excited and realize they're going to be the ones that get to it first.
1: That that was that was gonna to be Tom Selleck. Tom Selleck had the role, but it clashed with Magnum.
0: Yes. Yeah, has hasn't he
1: debunked that? It wasn't quite that simple. Like, you know, it wasn't that it wasn't just, he didn't turn the role down, he simply couldn't take it because of Magnum. Mm. But that he was the kind of he was the forerunner and you know, he would have probably got I, the role. I knew that
0: he was in the running for it, but I, I wasn't sure that the, the part that I wasn't sure if it was turned that he turned it down was actually true.
1: One thing we should do is post to um, Twitter, there is a there is a scene from Magnum which is oh, truly that helicopter astonishing. One with the is this is the I not say anymore. The, yes, but we can't we the, we can't spoil it for anyone who hasn't seen it. Well,
0: I'm, all I'm going to say is I've posted that to Twitter when I first saw it, and I believe way back in the eons of time, Kerry
2: responded. I did. to my tweet.
0: Uh, yes,
2: yeah, that's right. It was amazing. It's one
1: of the greatest things I've ever seen because I remember someone sent it to me, and I got about. 25 seconds in and I was thinking well this isn't this isn't all that it was cracked up to be this was massively oversold and then I realized there's, a, there's it's almost impossible to oversell <laughs> this cultural lodestone it's amazing
0: yeah. I've since gone onto a magnum page and found out the entire details of that episode and how to find it and what the context of everyone in that scene is excellent um which does it ruin it I'm not sure. I mean, to be honest, when the aliens arrive and they say, explain your culture to me, I'm just going to play them that clip.
1: (laughs) And be proud as well. Say, bet your culture's not as good as that. (laughs) It'll be a bit like (laughs) the
0: Mars Attacks
1: where they kill the dove. Turns out they're idiots, I love
2: Mars Attacks so much. Such a wonderful film.
1: Need to watch that again, Mm. definitely.
2: Speaking of aliens, David and Ruth. (laughs) Their reaction to Ben and his nursing. Ambitions. If we, uh,
1: sorry to interrupt, Carrie, but like if we we should have like I know we don't do series, but we should have like once every twenty um episodes, we should try and do kind of like top ten tenuous segues because yeah. that one was fantastic. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, I you know I pride myself on a tenuous segue, but that one was <laughs> that was a very good bit of crowbarring.
2: <laughs> oh dear! No, I just they were hateful about Ben, weren't they? Really? I, mean, I know you just meant you mentioned it a bit earlier, but I. I wanted to go back because, you know, your son says to you that they want to make a difference to people's lives and and feel a vocation within them. And um, they've only been at uni a year. They're not that into it. So what what you say to this person who's saying they want to do this great thing is you can't just be a layabout. You know, when he said he wasn't happy at uni, it's like, well, listen to your boy first. And you can't give up a year of learning. Mm,
0: Yeah, he said to him, like, you're not just going to hang around here. I was like, yeah, "Yeah, right. Of course you're not going to hang around here. (laughs) Who would do that? (laughs) With with you two dry shites. (laughs) Of course not.
1: Ruth had the good grace to sort of acknowledge that it's been a weird year to be a student. Like, you know, that you would... Of all the years to be a student, Mm. this is one that's been sort of massively compromised and a bit difficult. Mm. And obviously, you know, a little bit of kind of a more um, up-to-date pandemic plot for for the Archers. But it's not like he said he wanted to be a hedge fund manager or something. I know. You know, it's like, be a nurse. I mean, it's just, it should be music to your ears. I mean, I'd be over the moon if Cyrus became a nurse.
2: Exactly. And he's even, you know, he's sorted out volunteering to visit the elderly who are isolated in their homes as well. And even then... I think it was David said something like, well, you can't just change your mind again in six months' time.
1: <laughs> it's a perfect fit for Ben, isn't it? Yeah. That just him becoming him becoming a nurse and they should, as a parent, it seems weird that they wouldn't just kind of... Or at least at least have the good grace to be supportive in the moment and then have a and then we would hear a quiet conversation later Mm. in the bedroom when they're sort of going, Oh, well I'm a bit worried about this and obviously like we think it's a great thing, but you know you know, society isn't isn't as sort of understanding about male nurses as Mm. we might be or something.
0: But didn't didn't they do all of that in the space of you know, two minutes? They they reacted badly and then David Politely explained to him that it's different between animals and people, which I thought was very helpful. You know, for example, you can't just you know stick your hand up a person's ass without asking. But I thought they they were by the end of it they were supportive, weren't they? It was, it was a real roller coaster of emotions. Yeah, they were
2: by the end of it because he had to really persuade them that he'd like you know he's sourced this volunteering work and he's got a grant sorted out or whatever it was.
1: Sounded very prepared. I mean I accept Matthew's point, but I just I think my hackles were so firmly up. And they're permanently up when it comes to Mm. those two anyway, but there was a new level of hackle raising when they started to be horrible
0: to Ben. Can can I loop back to something we were talking about earlier? You remember we said when Joy escorted all the the young folk into town Mm. for a session? Didn't one of the gang hook up
2: with a nurse? Yeah. That was Ben. It was Ben. So he's
0: basically doing this just to get the role. To get the girls. (laughs) he's the opposite of justin he
1: doesn't seem to have a kind of very male ego he seems to be very sort of driven very happy to be enthusiastic about other people's achievements what other people get up to and i think you know obviously if you know it's a a quality that will serve him well as a nurse mm. I mean mm-hmm. I know that nurses I know that modern nursing you can rise to the very you know you can rise to very very far up the the profession there's all there's layer upon layer of training you can do to sort of like reach different levels of specialization but fundamentally at the beginning of your career you are supporting other people both patients and doctors so I think you know that that side of him that we've seen when he's been talking about the various girls that he's dated or mm-hmm. you know being interested in Leonard or Jill that you know should serve him well
0: am I going to have to um explain Get the ride for non-Irish listeners.
1: I assumed/slash understood that it means uh, him having sex with people. Yeah, means get laid.
2: That's what Joy is after.
1: Yeah, I was about to say exactly the same thing, but I don't. I just don't. I just don't see it. I think that Joy. I think Joy is just sort of quietly quietly enthusiastic about stuff and other people are projecting things onto her everyone's like oh you know joy's you know you want to watch out for joy's got an eye, eye her eye on you lee i think she's you know she, she's as i think she's as disinterested in lee as she is in tony really
0: do you think she's not interested Did you think first of all of her command of spanish brilliant
2: she can she can say that there's a fly in her gazpacho i mean what more do you want yeah
0: which Kirsty said is sounds quite advanced yeah.
2: <laughs> That was a good um, impersonation of Kirsty. Sounds quite advanced. You sounded oh, like right, that sorry. taxi I had driver. Stuck in the back. I had some wine stuck <laughs> You were like the taxi driver in Royston Bayes even.
0: <laughs> do you know, actually, all day I've been trying to do Joy impressions just, oh. just to amuse myself, and I've discovered that I'm completely hopeless. I at absolutely adore Joy's
2: voice. It's brilliant. And when, when she's trying oh. to speak Spanish... And she, she bless her, said in a self-deprecating way, didn't she? Like the accent needs a little bit of work or something. It was yeah. Bloody...
0: I mean, what, did, what was it she supposedly said? Welcome, new neighbour.
2: Welcome to your new home or something, wasn't it?
0: Yeah. I mean, there are parallels between Portuguese and Spanish. Yeah. But from what I heard, she was like saying, get rid of cheese tits. Oh. <laughs> so, I can, so I can have a ride on you, Ninja Boy, or something <laughs> like that. I don't know.
2: But can I ask you a question, though? You know, because like Joy, we think she's like late 50s, early 60s. Lee is, what's he? 30s, 40s? 12. 12, mm, yeah, yeah. Mentally 12. Um, and if the tables were turned and it was like a 60-year-old bloke and a 30-year-old woman neighbour and the bloke was trying to muscle in on the life drawing class to get to the front row to have a cop of the nakedness. I just wonder, I, I'm not that bothered either way, but I think there might be corners of Twitter that would be really perturbed It reminds by that.
0: me of those things, it reminds me of those stories where it's, you know, and it seems to be predominantly in the US, but I'm sure it happens everywhere, young female teacher is caught or sacked sleeping with students in American high school. And you read the comments and it's load of blokes saying, where were these
2: teachers when I was at school? Mm.
0: And if you flip the tables,
2: yeah, it never happens that way, does it? Yes. The comment, and wow. you know,
0: it, it's it's equally dodgy. Mm. Um, so, so why is there this? Now, are we why are we dealing with this opposite here?
1: Yeah, I made a prediction about. Um, oh, help me out, Mia's love interest. Mm. I thought it might be Russ.
2: Oh, that's very um. disturbing. Yeah.
1: Um, because Russ has, you know, he, there's a, there's a specific term for it. I think I've alluded to that before people who they're not pedophiles, but they are basically they're It's the, they're turned on by the power dynamic. And so they sort of serially go out with sort of. Inappropriate Where do young we and
0: uh, Russ cross paths?
1: Well, I don't know, but I, I just, I just felt this kind of, I was like, i was feeling pessimistic and i was like who's going to be because i'm so bruised by the archers recently it was like who's going to be the person who's going to be most upset me and i just suddenly thought you know she could have bumped into russ on a walk or something and he could have sort of laid on his um i'm an art genius spiel and she could mm-hmm. have fallen for it but it's that kind of it's that kind of power dynamic isn't it it's sort of like you know you've got a great big hulking man and there's a sort of a uh um there's a sort of I don't know there's a potential violence to the situation that I think does sort of inform our discussion okay. it does make it a little bit more a little bit more sinister yeah. the man leering at a young woman mm. um uh, or maybe it's just us being old fashioned and sort of like it's what we've all you know even even the most woke of us are sort of in, informed by our sort of generational sexism
2: yeah i'm just not really sure why one is a sort of more okay than the other you have explained it very well a theory then but um, it just interests me that if the tables were turned, it'd be like, whoa, what's going on here? Don't look. yeah.
0: I've had, I mean, I've had my ass grabbed by ladies senior than me in bars in Dublin, and it just does seem to be this thing that you're meant to just laugh off mm. and keep going.
1: Yeah, and and the same thing. I mean, like I used to be, I used to be regularly um had my ass pinched by um when I was working in the West End. I've guys. apologized
0: for that, Peter.
1: God, <laughs> oh, dream of that day, Matthew. Oh, i have never met you two in real life, and one of these days we'll be there, and we each, pinch other each other's bums, box. and <laughs> that's the yeah. first thing we'll want to and do. Then probably exactly. a
0: night, a night in we, the cells, just oh.
1: wordlessly, wordlessly, we'll walk towards each other, a little bow, a pinch of a cheek, a little bow, another pinch of a cheek, the triangle will be complete, and then we'll, and wave then we'll raise a glass of,
2: yeah, exactly, <laughs> one, one great yeah. night. Yes. Yeah, it will be great to actually meet.
1: So it's no secret I am a massive fan of uh, Vince Casey, and he did a fantastic job. What was your clever play on words, Matthew? Um, the joy of Rex. So yes, <laughs> so you know Rex Rex was causing uh, was causing Lizzie heartache because the Fairbrother connection, which we touched on last week, and in comes Vince to just slowly steer Lizzie round to seeing the possibilities, and it was lovely to hear from him. And to uh, and to just hear Lizzie brought on on board.
0: I think persuading Lizzie to do anything, if you're Vince, must be really easy because he he was only giving one word answers. He was like, "Well, what? Mm. Suppose?" And she was like, "You think I should do this? Do you? <laughs> I should do it. I should give the pigs. Perhaps I give Rex the house." And <laughs> like he was just <laughs> saying nothing.
1: Mm. I don't want to get aggressive, Matthew, but what you just said didn't sound exactly like a hundred percent praise of vince unimpeachable wonderful vince
0: no i'm i i like vince i like him as a character i just mean that he um he managed with very little effort to bring lizzie around so either he's like some kind of savage genius or lizzie is very programmable
1: yeah i'm i'm I've read, as you were, as when you were saying it at first, I was kind of sort of saying to myself, well, okay, this is Vince being the fantastic, a fantastic therapist, realizing that the job is to leave a space for the other person to, you know, educate themselves.
0: Well, I mean, I think probably the best thing he did was the pig noise. <laughs>
2: God, I must have missed that. Yeah, what pig he noise? He sort of said, but pigs have their certain charm, don't they? And went, <laughs> as if that was charming. <laughs> How did I miss that? And
0: Lizzie, Lizzie kind of, You know, she but she was knocked bandy by that, wasn't she?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, oh my good Lord. I've listened to it twice. How did I know? Does someone have to go back?
2: I think you go off into some sort of world of reverie when he's speaking. So you go off into some twinkly, winkly land where you don't really (laughs) hear things properly.
0: What did he say? He said that he basically, it was kind of like, it could have come from the mouth of Jazza, wasn't it? He said they were, you know, they're interesting or they're fascinating
2: creatures. They have a certain (laughs) charm.
0: And then she 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 got all giggly.
2: One thing I did wonder was a cynical element came in on my part, which was I agree with what, everything that you've said about how brilliantly he just went, he logically just went, but why and what's wrong with that? And but you've got oak trees with acorns, and you know big houses like this used to have farms attached to them and all of that. But um, you know, because he's got an abattoir, is he got an interest in these pigs? <laughs> For his Maybe. Is it anything to do with that or is that it's just small, silly because it small. is it is a small uh fair isn't it
1: yeah and i also don't think he would um piss on his own doorstep i think he's i think he's obviously quite smitten by lizzie he's not there for a you know he's not there just for a, you know a, a bit of fun is he mm. he's he's been very naked about his um his admiration yeah unless you want yeah, to, I the mean, house. to be
0: on to be honest kerry asking peter to criticize yeah, lizzie, silly you silly mate you might be wasting your time <laughs> um I well, I'm 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 not a hypocrite, Matthew, because I've never
1: asked Kerry to criticize Brian. Mm. So, you know, that's and, and also he's not even my favourite character. I mean, if you want to see me get really pugnacious, then have a go at Emma. Oh, I think she's you know, the sun shines out of all parts of Emma.
0: No, I'm I'm totally on board with that and I'm glad she's uh, she's now godmother material. This um this hidden woodland valley where yeah. it's utopia where the pigs are gonna live. I like the, the fact that they, they now opened Tuesday's episode with Lizzie and Freddie lying around in it. Freddie is such a whiny little git. So Rex getting this land, if it pisses Freddie off, I'm all for it. I'm not massively pro-Rex, but I like the idea that it's going to really wind up Freddie.
2: But it was a special place for him and Lily and and daddy, Daddy built a summer house in the meadow. I know,
0: but I mean... Fred is such a hard man now because Lizzie told him to go and sort Russ out. <laughs> go and sort him out.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It would
0: have been more. This it would have
1: been more plausible if they'd made, if they'd hardened him when he came out of um, the
2: Nick.
0: Yeah, it would have been great if he came out with a mohawk.
1: Look, Russ. Do you want me to add another tear tattoo under my eye? <laughs> I thought not. Let's get this. Uh, let's get mm. this um, uh, new drawing session. You know, in order.
2: Why was Russ overwhelmed? By whatever and so yeah, couldn't exactly. do the life drawing organization what the hell is he doing
1: it would make sense if he was a But he's done such a good job of getting the art gallery up and running oh. like i mean it, it it's that's not an easy thing to do and he's you know he has in that chaotic environment with lizzie suffering from um depression and he then was actually quite useful in getting her to and from her appointments and driving her all the way driving her all the way to, to to sit so that she could see Freddie in, in prison. Am I remembering that right?
2: Yeah, that was ages ago. Why can't why can't he do this now?
1: Yeah, exactly. But they've done a vault fast, haven't they? Because he did really, he did achieve a certain amount of success professionally. He's set up the art gallery. He was helpful to Lizzie. So why is he now so useless he can't do this very mm. normal task oh, and require
2: Yeah, what is he busy with right now? What is he doing?
1: The famous knitted Art show, surely
0: That's the only thing he does, isn't it? Yeah, he's um, he is um, attaché to Jacob Portland of Stoke. For some reason, I can never forget that guy. It's it?
2: really good that you can remember
0: that. It's freaking me out. Apparently, I wake up in the middle of the night and scream it. <laughs>
2: oh dear, strange, strange man.
0: I mean, I the only thing as you're saying that, Peter, I was like, I'm building into this Mia conspiracy, but Mia said this other person doesn't know I exist. If she hadn't said that, I would start to think maybe he's seeing Mia on the side.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. I, that's what got me thinking that maybe she was volunteering. You know, she bumped into him. She volunteered at the gallery or something like that. I mean, you, you'd think they'd give us more clues,
2: but this—I mean, I, I thought she might be fancying a girl, but then she did definitely reference. She said, "He doesn't know I exist." So that was a bit disappointing. I thought it was going to be a bit of a, you know, plot twist. It's a girl,
1: and she she had the she had the. I mean, the obvious thing would be if it was Rory. Then I sort of I thought that the way that she'd sort of dealt with him in the past, it was quite clear that that wasn't going to happen. Mm. I think that sort of ship had sailed. You know, he'd been quite patronizing. He'd been sort of, you know, the, 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 sort of like, uh, oh, you're you know, your little sister material when he'd mm. been sort of um, tutoring her, and Will had done that incredibly weird. Oh. Don't you come near my daughter yeah. thing.
2: God, that, they, they yeah, were, was, he,
1: that was foul, wasn't it? I, uh, to be honest,
0: I haven't, I haven't missed Will. Does anybody have any TDK recordings of Dross? Which was <laughs> Ed, which I'm now calling Ed Grungy. Mm-hmm. He was in a band with Jazzer, Jazzer's mm-hmm. brother, who I think never had a speaking role, did he? He just got mentioned a little mm-hmm. bit. And Fallon.
2: Yeah, weren't there drugs involved at some point in this band? Jazza was off his face, wasn't he?
1: How many how many sort of uh, people have they had who've had actual sort of drug addictions in the, the archers? How many so the, Ed was a Ed is a drug has been a drug pot, the plot plotline. It feels like it hasn't it feels like it's been fairly drug free, the archers.
2: There was Nolitando, wasn't there, with her
1: um, Oh yes.
2: Was it mushrooms? Yeah,
1: you... and obviously, oh, and then, sorry, I'm being very stupid. But we're just talking about him, Freddie, Freddie yeah. the Dealer. It's a, yeah, that's that's um, why
0: Lizzie told him to go and sort Russ out because he was going to bring back his old uh, his drug cartel days. Sort Russ
2: out with some drugs. I was just thinking, Jacob said, "Constant indignation is exhausting."
1: He was he was very likable this week.
2: Yeah, he was. He was good, wasn't he? How he brought. Kate down to earth
1: so when she was so so unpleasant to Alice recently and when she was so unbelievably unpleasant to, to Fallon and to her mum I was disappointed because I felt they had started to round around a bit more as a character mm-hmm. and to make her a bit more likeable I felt it was always a bit unsupportable for her to be so so you know wildly unpleasant but, um, when you heard her with Jacob, it did start to sort of you know it did start to a bit make a bit more sense mm. of her recent behavior and sort of bring her back in line so sort of make it make her more palatable because I don't think I could have done with much more of her behavior towards Jenny yeah,
2: it was funny how she suddenly remembered she had children um ah. didn't she when Jacob had brought her to heal
1: did that, did that feel to you a bit like the sort of the um it was a bit of a tidy up by the script editors. It was like, oh god, yeah, <laughs> oh we forgot about them. We probably need to probably need to tie. Um, and it's uh, and I did I did feel I did feel very good to hear Alice able to have a few kind of normal conversations with mm. people. I mean, I know you could obviously still hear the hurt in her voice and the sort of desperate concern. Yeah, that she, she, she was
0: she was referenced, wasn't she earlier in the week? Uh, Lillian had seen her, hadn't she? And said yeah. they look stressed, mm. and it's all this god. Godfather, Godmother thing. We all, the, the, the Christmas, like, yeah, it's one of the. It's like a House of Cards moment, isn't it? Because we know what's going on, but Lillian doesn't. Yeah. It's really. I love those kind of things.
1: It's 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 so it's so painful. It's so painful, and I des and I sorry to repeat myself. I definitely needed a week off.
0: Yeah, I I, I liked Jacob reappearing. um We didn't hear the main part of Alice and Kate falling out over God. Mother, Godfather, did we? We heard them arguing about quiche. Last no, we,
1: it, it got reported to us via yeah. Jenny, didn't it? That was the That was the row.
0: Yeah, so we didn't we didn't get to hear all that, which I'm I'm grateful for. <laughs> um And I I to be honest, I quite liked Alice coming out back into it just without Chris, just on her own, mm. having this conversation with Kate. I there was you know I was stood in the kitchen tonight. And I was like. Tell her. Tell yeah. her. Tell her. It
2: sounded like she was on the verge of admitting to Kate, because Kate was saying, "Oh, I've made a right mess of my life in so many ways," um, and so it was like a an, a window f- for um, Alice to say, "Speaking of messes, <laughs> I'm making one right <laughs> yeah, now." Yeah, uh, and I was—I really thought that would be the. Final sentence of the episode of her saying, "I'm an alcoholic." Or, Who do you think she will tell? I don't know. I don't know.
1: It's got to be. There has to be someone. It, might be I mean, Kate. it can't just maybe, be. Maybe,
2: maybe that that conversation will spark her into revealing it. I don't know. I mean, Kate wouldn't be the best person to tell. I don't think really.
0: I've, I felt after tonight, it might be Jacob.
1: Yeah, he, because he was so he was so brilliantly practical. Um, I had a. I met up with an old friend on last Friday, and this is someone I haven't seen in well over a decade. And the last time we saw each other, it was a bit of an awkward encounter. And I brought it up last Friday, and he couldn't even remember it. And so I'd been feeling a bit sheepish about seeing Aww. him because of this, you know, this thing I've been worrying about. And it was absolutely lovely to hang out with him. We went for a lovely long walk, mm-hmm. two hour two hour walk around Greenwich. But yeah, and, I, and this, and this—I mean, it wasn't like a massive weight that was hanging around my neck, but it, uh, but yeah, Jacob was very, very good at pointing out the sort of the, the ridiculously sort of um, distorted lens through which we can view our situation, yeah. and just saying to Alice, "Don't be ridiculous. Of course, no one's thinking that. That's no, you know, why would anyone care about being a godparent and not being a godparent?"
2: Mm. And in the same way, saying to Kate, "You know, not everything's about you, and you shouldn't, you know, st- step back with the indignant nonsense."
1: Yeah, um, uh, you know, Kerry, you are a, a vastly superior version, but you're quite good at that, at, at just sort of cutting through the bullshit. Yeah, um, <laughs> and so that can be a that can be a useful a useful mm. tool to have, you know, in your arsenal. Talk to Kerry. Oh, okay, that, yeah. <laughs> it it is as simple as I thought. <laughs>
0: <laughs> One thing that he said, which then carried over into his conversation with kate but well, what he said to alice he said like he basically just i can't remember the exact words he used now but he said i'm i'm not i'm not kate like we're not joined at there yes mm. if, if she has a strop with someone i don't have a strop with that person you know we're not we don't go down that road together he's he can be mm. independent in his thought um which i think is you know yeah. We all hoped with Ya ja- mm. to be honest, Kate and Jakob, I thought were a really bizarre pairing,
2: yeah, they are a bit initially, up, yeah,
0: but when I heard them um uh, over lunch, I was like, yeah, it kind of works because um she listened to him, and i don't I don't mean that you know she should listen to him, um, but he made good points, she took them on board, and that actually was the The catalyst for her to go then and speak to Alice Mm. and start to you know you know mend mend what had gone wrong previously.
1: And and I think any good couple, it's not about having shared opinions, about having shared values. You don't need to agree about Mm. you know the detail, do you? It's just having a sort of underlying sort of aligned moral compass and that will, that will see you through. It's, it's actually quite weird when you, you meet couples and you know they basically sort of either physically or mentally just have sort of decided to go out with themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know,
0: anyone that doesn't regularly turn around to their partner and say, sorry, you're a twat, <laughs> is not in the right relationship.
1: Darling, sorry, you're a twat, <laughs> or dearest.
2: <laughs> I did think, having said about Kate earlier, about you know her suddenly thinking about her kids because Jacob made her do that. Um I'm not entirely convinced that that's the case really because I suddenly I did realize I tweeted about this um what did she suddenly think about them and doesn't normally or does she actually think about them a lot of the time and is that part she of the reason do. why she's such a crabby old firecracker? Ooh. Jacob
0: suggested to her that she's a self-fulfilling prophecy, didn't he? Everyone thinks you're this cantankerous screw up who goes over the top
2: mm.
0: and faces down everyone. Um, yeah, in the first ten seconds, rather than actually being reflective, and she pretty much said, "Yeah, I do that because everyone thinks that of me." Which is, you know, every, the argument's going round and round, isn't it? Mm. Um, so she had
1: the, She had the moment when she, I mean, she did. She did face down the entire family and make a convincing point business wise she researched why she was legally within her rights to put a stop to the sale and to demand her share of the business and they had to re. so you know she's it's it it felt like a bit of a backward step that she's now kate the screw up again because she she was starting to show some business acumen you know and some ability and no matter how improbable this business is thriving or just you know against the odds is doing well i
2: don't know i don't know if she's kate the screw up but you know she she has screwed up in her life for sure, hasn't she really? you know her relationships with their kids are not what they could be
1: yeah, i mean we've and we've all got friends, we've all got friends who have you know they don't they don't live with their kids because mm. that's the way that life has turned out, and you don't necessarily- you don't judge them, but the pain the pain is huge, mm. and i you know i don't I just, I just can't imagine it, I can't imagine being that many thousand it's, it's 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 one of the problems i have with kenton kenton's like you know he's a like happy-go-lucky guy. it's like you left your daughter the other side of the planet mm-hmm. and it always it's just like you know he'd, i don't know how he's just sort of it's just like oh well you know what we skype once a week or something it's like oh well that's not no,
2: enough you'd no, no, stay
1: in new zealand you wouldn't leave new zealand you wouldn't yeah. you would bitterly stick it out there until your daughter turned 18 and you could you know you had done a good enough job mm-hmm. anyway sorry yeah, yeah
0: no no and then just comes home and runs over peacocks
1: The same thing with Kate. If she's got, you know, I know that she wanted to come back and spend some time with Phoebe, but Phoebe's now at university. She's got two younger children who need her. She should be back there. She shouldn't even be in Ambridge.
2: Well, there we go.
1: (laughs) An avalanche of waffle um, is all we promise, and I think we've delivered. (laughs) Last week I was um, waffling, as is my way, about um, how we want everyone to get out there and uh, oh. spread the word. And the reward, I think, you know, that's not too strong. Big a word for uh, is Kerry doing her special Q and A podcast? We're going to be producing some um, sort of marketing materials over the next week or two, and so we will be coming back with some more precise instructions on how to help us out with that. And we are. Um, in advance, very grateful for all the help, and and also we have seen a, a big uptick in traffic on on Twitter, amongst other things, where people have been spreading the word. So we're incredibly grateful for that. Um, Kerry, you're you're the queen of Twitter. Um, how's it been going?
2: Really excellently. Yeah, um, we're we're gently getting there. There's daily um, interactions with a growing number of people, which is fantastic. Um, the Twitter handle for us is at the Cider Shed Pod. If anyone who hasn't visited there would like to, all comers welcome.
1: Kerry will be um arming everyone with um lots of um is it memes or memes <laughs> um to sort of sort of drive some interest there. Matthew, um so if Kerry's the queen of um Twitter, you must be the potentate of Facebook, the, the 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 pharaoh of Facebook. There you go.
0: I try to be. I try to be. Um yeah, we are on Facebook as the Cider Shed podcast. Um Again, as just to repeat exactly what Kerry said, all comers, welcome. And yeah, it's great. There's some discussions going on there. People are popping up, um, uh, people having their little arguments and their little, their agreements about what's going on in the show, not just about us, but also about the archers, which is great, which is what we wanted.
1: Excellent, and if you um, want to get in touch with us via email, it's um, hello at the cider um, We're going to be getting a website together over the next few months, but in the meantime, we have our, our Acast site, which you can you can find on the um, the Twitter or the Facebook page. And, yeah, and I, I know I say it every week, but it's it really is, you know, I wake up on a Thursday morning when we record and I'm excited for the end of the day when I get to chat to these two and, and you know, waffle on about the wonderful archers. So thank you very much. See you next week. And thank you, Kerry
2: and Matthew. See you next week.
0: See you next week. Bye.